Yo, and welcome to the 39th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I am your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us for the 27th time is Nikhil, aka the Gyroscope Eevee. And joining us for the 39th time is Grant, a.k.a. Boo C.K. Hello, Kevin. Today, we've got a very special episode for you. We are going to start off with a Grant rant, because of course we will. Then we're going to talk a little bit about goal setting for the upcoming season. We are only a couple of months away from IRL play returning. At least the announced regionals uh, dates are coming up. So we're going to talk about what are our goals and what are realistic goals to set? And then we'll get into some questions from Twitch chat. As always, we are live on twitch.tv slash mellow underscore magic So Nikhil, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, Mellow's going to make fun of me, but yes. this is my last week of classes for college. Um, I have a final on Friday and then I'm actually done, um, which is nice. And then started taking a little bit more interest <clears throat> in standard. Um, just because like now that, you know, the season's going to be coming back in like four or five ish months, I want to like actually start practicing before, you know, I go to my first regional. Um, that way I just have a little bit more, um, practice in it. So I bought a bunch of cards. Uh, if you saw my Twitter post, you'll know that I paid less money for 215 individual cards than it would have cost me to buy four Mew, Mew, Mew Max. Um, that is not a joke. It was like, I think, I think I paid like $108 for 215 cards which includes like VMAXs and stuff. And it's like 125 bucks, I think right now for four Mew VMAX, not even the, like anything. It's just the VMAXs. Like that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole thing. So, I mean, um, but in yeah. fact, it's always cheaper to go to the bottom tables. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. I mean, if I need Mews, I'm just going to ask one of you guys or something. I don't know. Oh, they're in my deck. Yeah, I'm playing Mew. <laughs> Ow! I'll, if, if Mew's actually worth buying, I'll buy I'm, them. I'm waiting my Genesex to come in. <laughs> I'm ready I might to just go. buy Genesex, I've got my Mew. Yeah. I might pick up Genesex, because they're like 10, and I, I I think Genesex has like a lot of versatility compared to Mew. I don't know. I don't, have, I like you, have you read Mew's Attack? It's literally Mew's the most versatile yeah, yeah. attack. <laughs> Mew's Attack is literally Genesex Attack as well. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but... Genesex are cheaper, so. <laughs> Grant, how's your week been? Uh, great. Working hard. Excited to get back into the game. About a week, week and a half away from from uh, doing some online tournaments. There, there was uh, a pause there. I was hoping we were going to learn okay. something about what you actually do for work. Oh, well. I've talked about it enough, I think. <laughs> pizza together on... Yeah, you have to go oh, back and rewatch every <laughs> yeah. episode of the podcast, and then you'll figure out what Boo does. Leave a like, a comment, um, <laughs> rating. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. <laughs> uh, also, if you're on the Twitch stream, uh, you can use your Prime Twitch subscription. <laughs> how about Unite? Because uh, I'm going to go into Unite, too. Oh, yeah. So how to get, how's yeah. that going? It's, it's definitely getting... Uh, well, you guys played in a tournament last weekend, so I'll let you guys speak to that. But we we spent a couple nights recently, like watching back the the footage of the event. Um, I'm not gonna like say like I'll let you guys say what happened, but like definitely learning more. Um, because now we're at a point where 
we understand the game well enough that it's more of a point of us understanding individual roles and like figuring out how to work together as a team as opposed to individuals. I think that's like the next step for us. But uh, I watched them play this weekend and I'm very, I'm proud of how like well they did. Um, the games they won, they did like, they did things really well. So I was proud to see that happen. Yeah, I'd say the one game <clears throat> where we got uh, just a, a counter invade strategy presented to us that we were able to adapt and win uh, was pretty impressive. We lost to one of the top teams, but actually the second place team. That second place, yeah, they got second. It was on stream. It was it was a little embarrassing to to a degree. They specifically called out Mellow at one point, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Bro, I was which too big. My it, plays I mean, we were, were already brain for yeah. them. It doesn't. Yeah. They couldn't understand <laughs> how good my we, plays were. <laughs> yes, yeah, Spraggles couldn't understand Mellow's ten thousand IQ attacking Corfish during South <laughs> fight. I like Spraggles. I think he's branded himself pretty well with the content cowboy stuff. But yeah, I I think we came with something new, and they were impressed by it uh, in the second game. So that was kind of cool to see either way. But um, yeah, we're still working on it. At least we have a cohesive unit um, working going forward. I haven't been that great. I I think uh, my brain's a little scattered with work winding down for the year. And uh, after that, though... I'm I'm about to go off. We'll talk about it later with with the card game here in the in the upcoming year, and hopefully nothing sets that back. Omicron. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to to talk about that. But yeah, yeah, United's been a a blast. We've been playing it like we'll start at like ten o'clock, and then Mel will get on for a couple for like a couple games, like the very end of the night. Um, Bro, I got to carry so like when we get, like, <laughs> That's our biggest issue. But when we issue. find that, we have a good time. Like, we, we definitely, like, it's fun to, like, explore different, like, ideas and, like, concepts as a team and, like, try stuff out. Because, like, that's what the I love Unite. Unite's just, like, so cool. Because, like, like, for me as a Pokemon fan, the characters actually feel like what they'd be as a Pokemon. Like, Snorlax is kind of slow. Like, Pikachu and, like, Cinderace are, like, fast and kind of aggressive. You know, stuff like that. So, like... It it's just kind of fun to play that game too, because I never would play like a MOBA style game outside of something that like I enjoy already, which is Pokemon. So like I've really been enjoying Unite with the squad. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, just having the that that's the thing. It's like playing your Pokemon live action. Uh, yeah, it's not a trainer game like Pokemon traditionally, and maybe the Arceus game coming up will be a little more. It sounds like it's going to be more what you think of a Pokemon game, but like having this and like this is what a Pokemon attacking in real world kind of thing is. And, you know, this is all our first forays into, uh, you know, MOBA style game. So getting the thing we love Pokemon into a new, you know, combat sort of style team game is, has been a blast and really enjoyed it so far. I agree. That's one of the best ways to explain part of the love of it is just like, it's Pokemon doing Pokemon stuff in like, what we all want which is like oh an open world where everyone's going and doing stuff like it's not an open world of course but like my snorlax is running around it gets it speeds up when it gets closer to berries and it gets a smile on its face like there's stuff like that is just like like you know and on top of that it's like it's a very like open game it's not like one strategy is like the best thing to do like there's different routes you can approach each game that like change like the invade strategy that you guys got hit with was like super very out of left field but like you know you guys adapted to it and like was like all right how do we deal with this is how we deal with it you know like that's what makes the game so cool is like it's so flexible and versatile like how you play each game against different opponents and it only get uh more expansive you know if they're right. going to keep putting out three pokemon 
uh, battle pass essentially. Uh, eventually, we'll and maybe new maps and new you know items and all that. Eventually, it'll become a pretty decent game. And right now, like, it seems I mean, pretty limited. You know, TTV ran the whole first season. Now we're seeing one or two other teams really contend and almost be better. Um, but the you know the game seems sort of limited at this point. But people are you know as long as like people the, stick with it, right? right we I think they're what one season, two seasons away. We get Serena. Uh, the update comes tomorrow. It's gonna be ten hours, which the last time I think that was a full balance reset plus yeah. uh, UI fix. But like uh, that's the best part is that they're constantly like fixing things yeah. and like approaching, and then they're like nerfing and buffing characters to like try and shake up the field as much as they can because like now Wigglytuff is like really good. And it was, like, a little bit worse than Snorlax was, like, a while ago. But now it's, like, at the point where it's, like, all right, Wigglytuff's, like, kind of good now. Now, Wigglytuff um, was broken it, for a while, too, though. They had to nerf yeah, that uh, thing super hard. <laughs> but, like, they are nerfing characters. It's not like they're, like, waiting for, like, two, three months to, like, actually take a... Like, when the Lucario thing was a problem, like, they they took action, like, three days later. Like, Sylveon, they fixed in, like, three days. Like, they they are listening to the community, which is just something, like, you really like to see out of a game like this. It's interesting when we compare like Pokemon products uh, and to bring it back to TCG, you can't do that with the card game. All they do is the next set immediately counters the last best deck in format. Yeah, although it's been the trend in Sword and Shield, right? I gotta point out because people always say this, and I know that this isn't what you're referring to, Grant, specifically. The amount of people who are like, I'm not gonna buy Mew because the deck always gets countered. No, <laughs> that's not like like kind of true, but not entirely true. Urshifu was not countered yeah. by Shadow Rider. Urshifu said, "That's cute. I'm still gonna take Let a favorite matchup to like, this." Yeah, like it's Dra still like Eternus took out Dragapult, which is fine because Pult's a meme. But otherwise, yeah. like you have to understand the game is <clears throat> it is designed in a way so that new cards are like going to try and take like the precedent in the format because pokemon will sell more product that way like that's just yes. how like they do it but at right. the same time you can't be like well the bdif is going to get countered so i'm not going to play it there's a reason a deck like mu vmax is the best deck in format it is worth like playing it sometimes because like there's going to be events where there's like two people playing gengar or something right and it's like all right cool let me run the field with my mu vmax deck in like these mirror matches that i know how to play right yeah power creep doesn't oh. have to be a direct counter I don't know. I'm just like, I think I'm going to play Mew at Salt Lake. <laughs> like, it feels so freaking good. Nothing's going to counter that. Just like speed and power. Well, we're going to V-Star. So, who knows what happens with that. Uh, we'll see. We've but only yeah. seen, what, a third of the set? We've seen four V-Stars, right? Zard, Arceus, Leafeon, Glaceon? Yes. Yeah. That sounds correct. They I'm all, they all, they all them, seem like but... mediocre enough that I don't think they're gonna like break the format in the way that Mew mm -hmm. did. Arceus is the one that I'm like it just seems like the one that's going to have like the big price cap because of how like versatile and good it is. Like just computer search for two cards once a game is like it's pretty good. <laughs> and but this set also comes out with all the, the uh colorless support, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so the big deal. The colorless Ace Rollins. Toga Kiss. Uh, Blissey, a lot of these decks. Uh, uh, Salamence. Mm -hmm. I've tried to make that work. Never oh, did. Yeah. I actually thought about uh, that the other day when I was driving home. I was like, wait, with Powerful Energy and Telescopic Sight and that card, 
Like okay. it's just a better yeah. than the Cheryl version. Like maybe. And then I just you can know. do some real damage. Though. Unless we get a Salamence yeah. <laughs> V star, then you could be talking. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that's mixed in. I haven't seen anybody put any decks together yet, and we'll see what happens with. Um, you know, we get a lot of inspiration from Japan, obviously. So we'll we'll see what what happens with that. But I I still think this meta even is still undeveloped. Like yeah, Mew is crazy. It's good. It covers in the 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 Twitter thread today was all about how it hits six of the eight boxes of um you know draw support and weakness and hits through things and you know oh, all yeah. of these things it has pretty much everything and, and the big thing was the next uh set has bench snipe bro and that thing sucks seeing... i'm calling it right now ice q is not gonna go into mute lists it's i think it's a good just easy i think the of. card that's coming out that's going in is the double turbo energy i think that's oh, yeah. the next card that's going in you like that that oh, seems yeah. so stupid uh, yeah of course like that's just ab like who was like yeah let's make this two colorless not a psychic colorless like, what the heck so you can play weakness card energy duh <laughs> yeah it's I ridiculous because the fact japan still has that is like woof. although to be fair they also have the vika volt and i think the vika volt deck can compete with mew pretty well because it's just like a hard-hitting single prizer that's super low maintenance versus like Rapid Strike Mally being pretty high maintenance. That was just what I was playing right before the podcast started. It's fine. It's rough. It's, it's fine. But like, God, the amount that you have to do correctly and then kind of hope, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's a fine deck, but like Vika Volt is definitely seems back good. to luck. But I think there's, there's probably some single prize decks that could be accentuated by that I, obviously the vika bolt deck has the charger bug you know power up uh but other than that i uh like the cinderace deck i still think could be something there's more um consistency cards at least as we're as we're getting more supporters and items uh i don't think we've revisited some of the old decks with the new Cram, Cramomatic, you know, uh, <laughs> VIP battle pack, like some of these things that are out there, and and I think that was at the at the nascent stages of uh, the Intellion engine as well. You know, we were trying to force it into Senna Scorch before anyone could really make it work, and then you found out Intellion engine is the engine, the main, <laughs> the main engine of of everything. And at, on that same note, we haven't seen Jolteon come out yet, so I don't know if we'll ever see the what is it, the Heroes Medal or what, uh, mm -hmm. whatever the item on, attached to it could be played in a deck as well to make that engine work to to shut down half of your opponents immediately. Oh, Memory Capsule so think, in that one, yeah. Memory Capsule, yeah. So the, I think there's still a ton of room for this format to be explored that nobody cares about because I think. And uh, you know we could talk about it later the or now I don't care the uh, Mahone's discussion about the the grinders the tryhards online I think what you get a lot of online for the most part is people playing taking the list from the day before. Hey, I feel called out. I mean, <laughs> you, you. I mean, no, it's not just me, but it's exactly and. It's been interesting, the online scene. All right, here's the controversial, mellow thing of like, 
IRL play, which we'll talk about. That is what one of the main things is going to be about today. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. But like IRL play, the top people would always tweet out or post very vague things. Like I remember before Oregon, everyone was like, oh, we need some charger bugs. We need Vika volts. We need grubbins. And it was turned out they were just playing Pidgeotto control. But it was like this. Oh, let's get everyone whipped up in a frenzy. It's like a fun game. The online scene drives me wild because people will do it and they literally will come up with a regular deck with four hammers. They're like meta broken. Me and my friends have been up all night doing this thing. Oh, we broke it. GG's everyone. Suicune with four hammers. And it's like insane. Yeah, not that far away from hammers being back into it. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not against hammers, but like the online scenes, creativity, Whoa. even the people who hype it up in the same way that IRL would to just like try and throw everyone off a little bit. Don't do it. They're just like, bro, we broke the format. Check this out. Eternatus with great balls. And it's like, bro, we've been playing that for a while. Like well, your Eternatus think, list um, isn't special. I think the best example of what Mel is talking about was before NEIC 2019, Tord and his whole entire crew just tweeted out pictures of chess. Oh, that was like, a good one. They just tweeted out chess pictures, like chess pieces. And everyone was like, what in the world are they bringing? Like, because you know that they brought something and they showed up with that, you know, crazy Zor, Persian, Naganadel, like um, Olivia. Like, they almost played Mr. Mo like, it was this crazy combo deck that they brought um, that I think finished highest as top 16 with Pedro, which, like, I mean, like, you can't complain about Top 16 at the biggest event of the year, but, like, it was just, like, so funny. Like, I remember everyone on Twitter, like, um, I saw someone tweet out, like, um, a Monopoly piece as a meme response to that. It was just, like, but people were so curious, like, what this chess piece meant, um, which was cool for sure. That was funny. Yeah, that's an interesting online metagame is very unexplored, like you said, because it feels like everyone, including myself, I was literally on stream playing the second place list from last night because why would i innovate right. i'm just gonna go copy to clipboard import deck play and it's definitely There's just so such much a different innovation thing. yes I, I send i send the lists and you're like why would we do that I'm like well this is a good idea i've Counters. said i've said it before on the podcast boo sent me relish this I deck sucks i'm gonna try it anyway relish is mewtwo rillaboom for anyone who's forgotten it's been a while this deck sucks then i try it this deck sucks and then it gets a little more refined and oh my god this is one of the best decks i've ever played so i will i have to i have to give grant credit because i was 100% wrong well i think the the thing to think about and and you know when we were on it Locke and i were the first ones doing single strike like this thing beats every deck like how you need to find a deck that counters decks that is con relatively consistent that you can just beat in a meta, especially like right now, we, we're in, in such a top-sided meta. Yeah, there's Jolteon, Urshi, and, and some of these other decks that are fine. But right now, Mew clearly is king. It's clearly the top-heavy part of the So you need to have a good a good counter to that and, and all that. And so I'm looking at the late-night standings from last night, and nobody really had success with you know, uh, Urshifu, single strike, and I don't know why they call it Umbreon Urshifu. There's Urshifu still, Urshifu still, but there's so many other decks, and you know Jolteon, and so you want to have an, an Umbreon or 
you want to have your Urshifu in there to beat Jolteon easily. Uh, but, you know, thinking through that, like, you need to have a good spread and, and figure out a way. The, on, the only issue that that had was consistency, and it's still the problem. Uh, just insane like even with vip pass and i don't know if if what one of the first grant rants of the impact energy not being usable by uh the hound oh that'd be so broken it that would, would, it would open up all the broken. other no that's broken i see who broken what is muse what does Mew have? Everything. Mew's still broken. <laughs> but like but like they were intentionally trying to make Mew very broken. Like <clears throat> I also think I don't know. Mew feels like it's a power level that they didn't quite figure that out. Like they didn't figure out just how did. powerful it was. I don't I, think they thought it'd be this crazy. I think the Meloetta technology they... is pushing it to a new level. I was hey, I, I want on a record. I was talking about Meloetta like pre release weekend. Same, but I was I was on it before when it was announced. I don't know if I was on the pod or not, but I can go pull up Discord messages. Yeah, there's messages. Well, I was Grant saying this thing is disgusting. This. It can do so much damage, especially with sparkles. You could throw out your energy, and now you're doing massive damage. I will do it with it or with mute. Yeah, and I play Deoxys instead. <laughs> Interesting. Nobody listened. Could use Tower of Darkness. It's broken. Well, it's just like hilarious <laughs> to me because like. Beginning of this format, people were like, "Oh, you got to play like these, all these different stadiums, and then you got to play like, uh, you got to play the Oricorio and the Latias, like." And now it's like four battle VIP pass, four Cramomatic, Meloetta, send it. Let's do this. <laughs> to be fair, the four different stadiums is still kind of sticking around. Ah, uh, yeah, and but, like the the concept of like, um, like how like how is a little bit slower almost. It was like a little bit like. Oh, you're gonna like two shot other Mews? Like, no, 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 no. Let me slam four energies on the board, throw a power tablet, and kill your Mew with a mine. That's a, yeah. That's the other thing we're not talking about. Power tablets, disgusting. Oh yeah, that's why I love it. It's a play, a playable whether you need it or not. And then if you need it, like you just <laughs> bro, it's right. it's so fun. Oko numbers. It's you play disgusting. janky dark decks that are trying to counter Mew on ladder, and you're like, that's cute. A uh, couple power tablets, shuffle back in the deck. Yeah. <laughs> you just oh, it's so gross, bro. Okay, Mew is just such a good deck. Let's not talk about it's Mew too really much. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. We could keep going, but we should stop. Yeah, it's just Mew is the BDIF. If you don't play Mew, uh, I don't know. Play Mew. That's that's the moral of the story. I mean, there's other stuff you could play, but play Mew. All right, I want to talk about the if main thing though, it. which is going towards IRL stuff. IRL's coming up. The first regional is Salt Lake City in March something, right? 18th or something. It's like, like the 20. Around. It's the first weekend of my spring break. I know that. Okay. So, yeah, towards the end yeah. of March. <laughs> how does that help? So, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I, I don't know. know your, I don't know your spring break. You don't know OSU <laughs> spring break? You can look it up. You can look it up. I'm pretty sure it's quicker it's like to look the, up. It's the 18th. Okay. There you go. I have it on my. Yeah, there you go. All right, so March 18th is the first regional. <laughs> They're coming up pretty darn fast. So we're going to talk about goals for the upcoming season because we're all starting at different points. So I think the three of us give a good perspective for any listeners because everyone's going to fall somewhere around one of us, probably. Obviously, there's, you know, everyone's special and unique and going to be a little different, but we're all starting at different places. So what? Like for the most part, you're gonna fall into like one of three categories. <laughs> yeah. So representing the try hard category, we have the host of the show, 
Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp, who's vibing with 580 CP, who has the invite and is waiting for the Friday invite threshold. The next step down, we have actually, who would even be the next step down? Let's say Nikhil. Nikhil, who has how much CP? Like 100 something. 100 something. And this is why we're going to call him the casual competitive player because he doesn't know how much CP he has. He's not going for a world's invite, but he's going to go to regionals. He's going to play and he's going to beat people who are going for the world's invites on enough occasions. And then the other side, we have Grant, who is a new player who has how much CP? Uh, Either 100 or just under it. Okay, so a little less than 100. Yeah, I started right before basically everything got shut down. But correct me if I'm wrong, you are going for your world's invite. I think I should be able to get there. Okay. Just by showing up. So, (laughs) bro, the boldness of this man. I just have to show up and I will get there. Well, to every event. (laughs) (laughs) His game plan is I'm going to go to every regional and hopefully get there. Yeah. (laughs) That that'll be the the distinguishing quality there. Money. That's the distinguishing quality there. Yeah. So we're gonna show. Uh, we're gonna share all of our goals and kind of like a little bit of a background of why we've chosen some of these goals for the upcoming season. And uh, Nikhil, do you want to start us off as the filthy casual of the group? I'd say I'm the filthy casual because I'm very broke. Um, <laughs> and I I mean I just have to be smart with like how I spend my money. And so, like, if Worlds was in the U.S., I I would have gone for my invite. Like, I would push for it. Um, but because London is such a stretch for me to, like, actually go to, um, it's just, like, I'd rather just go to some regionals, have some fun, see some homies, and hang out and stuff like that. But one thing I want to do is I want to win a League Cup again. Um, I haven't done it in a long time, and I haven't done it since Lost Thunder, I think. So um, I would like to win another League Cup. Granted, it is kind of hard to do in Ohio, um, cause we're kind of like surrounded by a lot of good players and a lot of good players live in Ohio. So it is definitely like something that I want to work towards, but I think through COVID and through like the time with the team and like, you know, meeting better players and getting better myself. Um, I think I'm at the point where it's more like a realistic goal. And then I also want to make, I want to get points at a regional, um, whether that be day twoing a regional or not, I don't know. But I want to like fall into the point. Like I want to like, go like six and three at a regional and get points or something. Um, day twoing would be a bonus, but realistically, I want to this season just get points. Um, and then I think other than that, um, I want to like I w- not me, but I want one of us to top eight, like other than Azul, because um, <laughs> that's going to happen. Like Azul will top eight something this season. It's go- like it like. We can't get hard carried by just Azul. Like, I want to see a KDR person, like, day two, top eight, you know, some, even like if you get wiped in top eight, like, I'd be proud as hell to see, or heck, to see, uh, <laughs> to see a squad member do that well. Um, yeah, those are my kind of goals this year. Seems like pretty realistic goals of, you know, someone who knows how to play the game, has played the game for a while. Just- yeah, this is my, 12th year playing now so <laughs> bro what why aren't you better i stopped playing for like two seasons <laughs> the seasons that i, I think honestly oh, you're the seasons that i think yeah the seasons <laughs> that mattered the most i think were the seasons that i stopped playing um 
I've said I don't think I've said this before, but I genuinely think that if you're aging up from seniors to masters, the last two seasons of your senior time are the most important because that's when you either can get really good because I'm going to break this to you. Juniors and seniors get increasingly better as they get older because you get smarter as you get older. Like that's just like usually how it works. Um, you'd be shocked. Like there are obviously like juniors that come into seniors like Kaya, who was very good as a junior and came into seniors very well. But like there were seniors that were only good the last year of seniors because they just knew things that like first year seniors didn't. Because it's a four year age gap. Like that is something you have to consider. Like you're like a 14 year old playing like sometimes nine year olds. I mean, that is a massive gap. Is that actually? It is a big, yeah. 14 is the year you age up to masters, and 10 is the year you age up to. You can be 16 so is like, the year you age up to masters, or 15, no, I aged 15 up to 16. It's definitely different it now, then. And then it must have changed because I aged up um, freshman year of high school, which I was 14 for. My my thought process on that was like, it's a good time, like, especially right now, all these good seniors are going to have to go to college at some point and not be able to go to events. Or actually, the cool. opposite. They get to go to more. Right. Oh, it's yeah. scary. <laughs> so what are the, the thing other? About, like, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait to see how it turns out. We've got a two year, a literal two year gap to, to figure out how things mm -hmm. have changed, you know. So I'm excited to see. So, Grant, you as the newer player, what are your goals for this upcoming season? Yeah. So, when I got into the game, um, it was after Henry won Worlds. And I just started going to basically only like challenges and maybe a local Monday night, whatever. Um, and got some points. And then I was going to travel and try and get the world's invite. But the same thing that, that Evie's saying, like London's a tough one, right? It's going to be much more expensive. It's worth it. It's worlds. But, uh, this whole break has given me more perspective, like might as well still try the same things have applied. Um, so I have, you know, let's say a hundred points CP, which is fine, but I have as an adult and a full-time job, the capability and ability to go to every event. And so all I need to do is, you know, hit a few day twos mm -hmm. and, and get those points, which isn't tough. And, it also is, you know, getting to travel and, and do things and have fun. Yeah. Um, the whole reason of getting back into Pokemon was I played Pokemon card game as a kid, then went to school, and didn't get to play it anymore. So now I'm able to do it, and I'm buying, like, I've got the, the Mew cards already. I've got both the Urshifu decks. I've got... Uh, the Ice Rider, I've got Shadow Rider, you know, I'm buying the cards every time. So I've got a full complement of cards to play. Um, and so I'm I'm really just excited to go out there and try. Uh, still, I'm not good. I'm still learning, obviously. I would think I'm a better deck theorist than builder or player. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going at least uh, already queued up to go to Salt Lake City. And, you know, I think if you just show up with, with the best deck, you can win enough, okay. hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and be on top of that. That will be also an interesting topic, as we talked about earlier a little bit, a, a new settle drop. 
and having the ability to get the cards and and the flexibility to to do what's needed to play what should just be most successful not trying to win anything uh not trying to top eight like you'd like me to see uh like you'd see me do um which <laughs> is a possibility obviously uh we've made some deep runs in the online tournaments earlier on um but yeah i i think it's just have it being fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be able to go to these events and to show up and hopefully um turn a few results out of it to to get the points if you don't it's not the end of the world because again london the trip's expensive um you know got to make sure your passports uh, up to date, little little things that may, some people might not think about. Uh, I would if you're if you have your worlds and you're planning for worlds, make sure your passports up to date. Or that, you have it's one, not a least. last minute thing either. That's, that's important. Yeah, that's very important to think about. Um, just a little hint, and uh, yeah, just having access to cards and and having uh, money to be able to do these things is is I'm very blessed. And yeah, off of the point you made about um, perspective, the episode with Rahul, Rahul also mentioned this. Um, I think Azul's also mentioned this before, but I mean, anyone ranging from the people that were at the top of their game, you know, the top 16 chasers, all the way down to people that, you know, were just starting out their invite grind, you definitely gain perspective on the whole situation throughout COVID because you kind of take a step back and we're like, you, like Rahul was like, wow, like I was like really not sleeping, like living, like I was not being healthy because of this. But then there's also people who are like, you know, wow, like I can actually maybe make my invite. Like I didn't think I could, but now I'm at a point where I think I can. So just like, it's definitely interesting to see us coming out of like this two year break, basically, yeah. of not having events. And now there's going to like, I mean, the tables have like turned for sure. There's definitely a lot of good players that need like recognition and respect coming back into these events. And then we also have seen players stop playing you know there's top level players that we won't see play as much anymore because they've either moved on or they've stopped playing something like that you know so the the field is not the same as it used to be but it's definitely not taking away from the fact that like um it's still the same you know challenge that all of us want to accomplish which is getting that invite to the world championships because that's like a that's a pretty prestigious thing like people don't realize like being someone invited to the world championships deserves some recognition because it's not easy whatsoever well, and the other thing that, that this COVID break's given us is our own team here that we have discussions all the time talking about, you know, deck lists and, and you know, like I've worked a lot with Locke and as far as like coaching and stuff like that, like just giving me different, you know, better perspective on the game, which wouldn't have happened if it had just gone straight through. You know, like we've come together like deck building and theorizing and things like that. Um you know you we wouldn't have had that so this is you know clearly not a blessing people have died and things like that i'm not going to say anything like that but it has if you're if there's a takeaway from a, a global pandemic it has been to be able to take a, a step back and look at the game and get better at it i think <laughs> not just your game but like also in like a bigger term like your life like it just it ch it definitely changes the way you look at like what you were doing before this like definitely let everyone slow down a little bit and really take a step back and be like some people change their careers some people change their lives around their side the way they live and you know obviously you don't want to be thankful for something like this but it definitely um having the opportunity to take a step back and look at yourself and evaluate like where you are is it's, it's very important as a player too like 
um, there's this thing that'll that'll happen. Um, I've seen it happen to players where they have a really hot season. Um, they do super well, and the very next season they just bomb cup after cup and challenge and regional. And it's it's important to take that step back and evaluate and be like, you know, I did great last season, but sometimes the cards just don't fall into your favor, and you have to be aware of that because I've seen players get like really upset at the fact that they're not like at 520 points in the first two months like they were the season before. I've seen that happen, and players burn themselves out very fast doing that. That's just something important to remember too. It it might be a perspective thing because it's it's happened to me at least in the card game early on. Like you bring a new deck, maybe the first time it doesn't go great, and then you run a few great results, like three top eights in a row, like Relish for example, and then you play it again. It's like it doesn't work. Uh, same with singles. Like because you play it too much, you get in your own head about it. Like the step back, either way, whether it's this or that, like sometimes you need to take a step back. Same with Unite right now. You, I play, I've played so many games, but I've right. gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Seemingly I worse mean, I playing too say much. that, but well, it's, not. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's clearly evident as we're doing film review. Um, you know, you you think too much, or you get too cocky, or there's so many there's a plethora of reasons why why it doesn't work sometimes you need that break and i think like you're saying people grind too hard and don't you don't see it and you fall into a, a bad habit maybe expectations mm-hmm. yeah and since we're on the goal setting episode it's important to go off of that and mention while we are mentioning you know what are our goals etc some of the unhappiest people i see at pokemon tournaments are the people who are saying i have to earn my world's invite and lose a round of a league cup or maybe have a poor regional showing for whatever reason. And yeah. sometimes you have to say like, I'm at a regional for fun with Pokemon as a like way to do that. It's not, I have to earn points or everything's terrible or else yeah, that's when you kind of have to step back sometimes and be like, Ooh, maybe I don't want the pressure of earning an invite, let alone the pressure of what you're going to do to yourself at worlds trying to figure out, what am I going to play? How am I going to play it? What am I going to do? What am I going to, you know, all this other stuff <laughs> that you're going to get at Worlds? But NAIC is in June and Worlds is in August. So you got like a month of time before that. And you have to be like, like I know top 16 players take like a week or two off in that time period of just no Pokemon. Because they spent, I mean, literally nine months almost of their year, like hard thinking about Pokemon constantly, you know? And they're just like, I want to break. And then they take a break, and then they come back refreshed. They prepare for worlds, and then they end up doing really, really well. <laughs> I mean, uh, Azul took two, three weeks off moving, and came back, and you went know, on a tear. Playing, went on an absolute tear, <laughs> like, absolute you know? tear like, in the format. Like, so it, it's very possible, and that, it, it, that's just a mental health thing too. Like, you get yeah. too deep into something, your vision gets clouded. It doesn't matter what it is. That's why I'm excited. I'm almost done with work for the year. Excited to get all that out because it you know, clouds your mind too much. You're so deep in something. And there are other things that you need to be doing. Card game, Unite, <laughs> family, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Mello, what's your, what's your plan here? What are your goals? 
So my goals are kind of up in the air right now, which is why I wanted you two to start us off because they haven't announced. So the current world structure is Thursday invite 500 CP for North America, something else for the rest of the world. I don't live there, so sorry. I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> then Friday is going to be some other number and you earn an auto invite to Friday and people who do well on Thursday make it to Friday. And then Saturday is people who do well on Friday or you did well Thursday and then again on Friday. And then Sunday is the you know top finals. Yeah. The current plan is hopefully the number that they say for Friday is achievable. Because uh, what I'm would that number be? Like, what would the the cap for that be? Like, would like eight hundred be too unrealistic for you? You think that's where I'm in such an awkward spot now because one of my coworkers who has both been like a mentor to me and also I work ridiculously closely with every day was like, "Hey, my retirement party is on this weekend," and it turned out to be the weekend of NAIC. Which is great. She 100% gets priority over NAIC and Pokemon. Like, I can't say no to that, right? And it's like, well, that is a lot of CP I cannot earn. So with that, I think 800 would have been achievable. But without that, I think 700 is my number of like, I'm going to push for a Friday invite. Maybe book a flight to another regional I wouldn't have booked or something like that. So yeah, that's the number for me. But I think 800 would have been the number with NAIC as an option. Because I have some League Cups that I can improve on, like some top eights in there. Literally every league challenge i can improve on i'm the worst league challenge player in the history of the world but i think with my invite and with the fact that i can't do naic the odds are my goals are going to be very much individual i want to top cut a regional and i'm more likely to high roll a tournament now than i ever was because like grant was saying this is the best advice in the world if you just play the best deck you do well my very first regional, I played Zorogarb before Zorogarb was a deck. Shout out to Isaiah Williams, who was coaching me, who was like, here you go. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then he brought Zoro Control, which was actually the best deck in that tournament. Yeah, but They weren't going to give you the best deck, but... It was, it was really close. That I literally won so many games just because uh, Bursting Balloon on Garbotoxin, or N, Bursting Balloon on Garbotoxin, Riotus for 210, beat like everything in the format. I misplayed so much. I can go back and think about a handful of those games where it's like... I shouldn't have won most of those and just the power of that. And I ended up 68th place, something like that, you know, top 128 points, just bubbling out of top 64 points just because the deck was no, really good. Just, and I wasn't. <laughs> and that's like generally a fact is like, if you, if you're competent enough at the game, playing the best deck or one of the best decks in format, it'll get you far. Like it'll do you well. Like if you're it, now that's not saying like if you're a brand new player, oh, I'm just going to pick up Mew VMAX and run with this. Like you do need to have some level of competency in the game and like understanding of the format. But like if you know what you're doing to an extent, you can definitely just pick up like, all right, let's play Mew VMAX and then do well. Because a lot I of mean, times that's how a lot of players do, you know, top 32s. I won, I won my first event. That I went to, I picked up Pikaram, and, <laughs> and that was Pikaram with uh, Coco and Zerora, and that was Let Loose Marshadow. I played two of them, and uh, you know, you let loose your opponent out of the game <laughs> and ran through it. You know? I mean, like I the League Cup, <laughs> one of the League Cups I won, I I literally just played Zora Control because it was like, all right, this deck is pretty good. I know my control decks pretty well, and I know the meta, and I won because I knew the deck well enough. Or, like, I've seen people literally go, okay, this is Cosmic Eclipse format. Roxy Chomp seems good. Let me play this. And then ran the League Cup with it because Roxy Chomp was just a really good deck. Like, um, And they had enough level of competency to like do... I mean, like, 
it's just how it always ends up going. It's like, like good decks will do well for the most part. And then uh, I was going to add something to that. Oh, if you are someone who likes to play rogue decks, that's fine. But this is very important because this is another like point of stress that I hear from a lot of people. They're like, oh, this was testing really well. I want a league challenge with it. Why did I go 2-4 drop at this regional? If you like to play bad decks, that's okay. Acknowledge that bad decks do bad. <laughs> and then you will yep. save yourself a ton of pressure. That way you don't come complain to me. Why did my completely jank deck go 1-5 drop? Because it's bad. You don't have to play yeah. the BDIF. That is not necessary, although I think that is one of the best ways to do it. But just acknowledge sometimes, you're like, this deck's bad. I'm going to try to do well, and it's okay if I don't. Yeah, I can't remember. We, we played a homemade biscuit in the team challenge in like the round of 16 or something. And we're like, you know he's going to bring something crazy. It was like uh, greens... Senna Scorch or something end up being some you know something good, but it had a bunch of twists and it's like we just destroyed him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's a good idea and it, it had like text in it and it was it was a really clever deck. Was like you just get run over by we all just played our main you know top four meta decks essentially. Like I mean yeah that's what I I remember I did that like I remember for one of our team challenges I was like let me play this Tempo Zard list. Funny enough, it was only because I didn't really know what to play, and Anya had put a uh, copy-paste list of Tempozard somewhere in the Discord, and I was like, good enough for me, and I submitted Anya's list that Anya just put in the like Discord for no reason, and I beat all three of my opponents on the day because Tempozard was really good, and I'm competent enough to do well with it. But, that yeah. was a fun deck. Oh, that was such a fun deck. I miss that was one of the decks in like the tag team format that I like really enjoyed playing. That was fun. Yeah. Do we looking back, do we still hate tag teams? No. I never I never hated <laughs> I tag like teams. I like it. Yeah. To be I, fair. Like it. I don't I hate them. I, I just it. they're not like as in twelve years, there's definitely mechanics I've enjoyed more, but I don't think tag teams were like as painful as they felt. It was just like it was very boring because like we had them for so long, you know. I'm just upset. Like I, I tried so hard. You know, obviously I made uh, relish work, but I was like, um, I really want to make Pipstoys work, and yeah. just could like the tag call engines there, and by the end of it, and the and uh, sword and shield block, yeah. and just couldn't ever figure out because it was just. But there were like fun tag team decks, like Welder Mewtwo, Relish. Those decks were a blast to play. Well, I was trying to figure out a way, like Misty and Lorelei, to reuse the GX attack. Oh, that's awesome! So you could par you could paralyze again. Yeah. <laughs> the tag call. But by that point, everyone's playing four switch and like. <laughs> yes, it never I know Mellow loves the tag call engine, um, and I love it too. And I I gained a bigger appreciation for it after Slap and Pandage introduced me to like EX and O6 format, which is Holon format. And anyone that's played that format knows that the Holon's engine is super, super cool. Like, it's super well-designed. Um, it's very similar in, like, my mind to a Tag Call engine. It just has more than Tag Call did. And I, I think that was just, like, a really cool thing to do. Like, being able to search for your attackers, being able to search for a draw supporter, healing, search stuff. It was just, like, a really, really well-designed engine, I think. It's like Octillery. Yeah. Right now. Rapid Strike Artillery. 
All right, so we're just getting some questions from Twitch chat. We have quite a few, actually. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll start with Slapjacks13 asks, if you had to eat one legendary mythical Pokemon, which one would it be? Legendary mythical? It'd be Celebi because it's an onion. <laughs> That's what I thought earlier, too, right? I can't think of another legendary mythical that, like, looks tasty. Like, maybe Galarian Zapdos, I guess. Not a mythical. It's legendary, though. Oh, I thought it was like he was saying specifically a mythical. Yeah, I'd still probably just do that. I can't think of anything else. I don't know the delineation between legendary or mythical. Celia, hello. All right, those that are not watching in Twitch chat, Slapjack just said Cresselia is the thing he would eat because it's a moon chicken. I mean, Mew seems <laughs> like a marshmallow. Seems delicious. What animal is weird. a marshmallow? What? When have you ever... <laughs> It's like looking at a sheep and being like, I'm pretty sure that's a marshmallow. I'm going to eat that. All right, I'll eat double. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's what, because back in my day, it was Mew and Mewtwo and the three birds, right? Or why are you so I old? I know. You both are so old. Stellar Wish Gaming asks, what's your favorite Ed Sheeran song? Um, Own It. He's a feature with Stormzy. That is my favorite Ed Sheeran song. Uh, I don't know, but when he was on, the last time he was on SNL, I thought he was pretty good. I don't know the names of his songs. I don't, I don't listen to the radios. I don't know either. I know I like Ed Sheeran songs, but I don't know any of them my off mom, the top of my head. Is that, my he, mom was he, like on a, my mom was on like an Ed Sheeran like tear for like six months. So I listened to the Divide album like every day and like six, like I think like ninth grade for six months straight i hate that album now like mama's boy mama's boy ed sheeran simp yep <laughs> keep that quote in mind as we do our uh <laughs> <the> pod <laughs> later <laughs> oh, all right man. next hers a tv asks what is the best deck in the format and why is it suicune ludicolo that's a funny way of pronouncing mu vmax buddy yeah yeah <laughs> it's I mean, it's it, Mew. Suicune's like fine. It's like sweet fine. Yeah, it seems it still seems okay, but like now everyone knows how to play it and Mew exists, so Yeah, and Mew is an unfavored matchup. The amount of people who keep like, mm, I beat them on ladder, like if Mew doesn't fill the and it's not, the Echoing Horn is cool. Someone played an Echoing Horn in oh, addition to the Fan of Waves in their Suicune deck, cool. and they were able to beat some Mews. That might be the technology Suicune needs to make it a closer matchup. But even then, I, I think if you go second and you don't get the turn one Blizzard Rondo, I think it's still a bad matchup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still picked up my Suicunes for like five bucks with this order I did. Just oh, yeah. like It's a good card. Like, it's a good card. I mean, the Entei and the Raikou do like almost the same thing. Those cards, no doubt, I think will also have some merit to them. Now, how much they will have compared to Suicune is a question because they don't have Melanie. Um, which no, is yeah, they do. Important. Why wouldn't they have Melanie? They, it's I a, mean... Color, it's colorless, it, still in the attack. But yeah. it, you can't Melanie to cover the first. You can't attach a capture and Melanie the same way you can with Suicune. Drizzle for energy search. GG's. Well played. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, we can play cat box, right? And then it's broken. You have all three types. You have fire, lightning, water. You have Melanie still. I'd actually still. play both of those. Like, I'd play a Suicune, or an Entei and a Raikou with Suicune. That'd yeah. be cool. See, that's, that's just the deck. Professor Poke asks, what, in all of your opinions, is needed to optimize Mew Meloetta? 
optimal is the stupidest word ever used in Pokemon because you can't optimize a list because it constantly changes. That's like just how it works. If you I say mean, this, this is the optimal list, and then two days later you're like, wait, I'm gonna cut one battle VIP pass for a switch. Like now it's optimal. Like what? What, what did that do? What card do you need? Supercharger, maybe. Supercharger. Electric. <laughs> the card that like brings back power tablets. Yeah, you need some, oh, or, the one that is a bring back your. A tournament with an Urshifu? <laughs> People are like, you know that Electro Why are you playing Electro Charger? It doesn't do anything. I, it's fun fact, in that original uh, Pikaram list, I played one Electro Charger. Oh, gosh. I built, I built the list down to 56 cards. I'm like, well, second March. My original uh, Pikaram cool. list. I played Mewtwo and Pikaram, and I put an Ampharos GX in there. So you yeah, can use its first cool. attack to bring all 40 That's... powers back. Yeah. I was like, well, all I need is basically maybe one E power back to knock out a Zoroark. So I'll throw on E charger. I think the answer to this one is Still. we need people to just go to the lab with Mew and play it. And that's not going to happen anytime soon. So what is needed to optimize time and effort, most importantly? And I don't think those are there yet. Not right now. We'll work yeah. on it over Christmas. Yeah, got you. Holiday. Sorry. Holiday break. Bob McDougall asks, Why is Hoopa Moltres underplayed? It seems very good versus most of the top decks. I got this one. I love this deck. It's a, a deck. it's hard to play. Like, when you're not playing against Mew, it's actually pretty hard to, like, chain everything and do everything because it's a fairly underwhelming deck overall. Number two, Outside of Mew. it doesn't actually have that many good matchups like the single strike matchups good the suicune matchup if you play a scrapper or jammer is good not like great but it's like good Mew is a good matchup but jolteon and urshifu are miserable matchups like i can't even pretend that those are anywhere near fine and that's why it's not seen in more play it's difficult to play for a reward that's just not that good I still love Moltres uh, in a bunch of decks. The Hoopa seems pretty good. Um, but yeah, exactly what Mello said. There's it's just there's so many better decks that are so much more efficient and easier to, to pull off what you're trying and to do. And have a better spread overall. Yeah, it, like, and yeah, you know, Mike says it right there. It's, it's still not even that good against Mew. Like, it's like, I mean, I was going to reply to this in chat, it, but nothing is actually not good that, against Mew. <laughs> yeah, it's still not Mew that good. Like, that's the problem. Especially now with Meloetta, where you can just, if you play two of them, they can't boss. It's really hard for single prize decks to boss, and Mew is suddenly a single prize deck. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, I'm going to force you to take a bunch of knockouts you don't want. And yeah, it's, it is still a favored matchup. Like, if I'm playing Mew, I don't want to play against that deck. But uh, yeah, it's not. It just doesn't have a good matchup spread, is the reason why. Although I like it. I might play it this Saturday in the cash tournament. Because it seems fun. No leaks. I will happily leak because I don't actually care. Like, I care, but I don't... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trainoy asks, how do you budget for an event? Great question. Ooh. Boo is nope. a billionaire. No budget. So, yeah. I don't know what he no does. Budget. I... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just kind of consider it. Uh, it's the same thing as like budgeting for a trip. 
like when my brother and I went to Seattle, we looked at prices of things even before we confirmed we were going there. We we're like, okay, how much is the hotel going to cost? Okay, how often are we going to have to like eat at a restaurant? Like, how much are they going to generally cost? Right. Um, and in general, um, if I'm not buying too many cards, that's not something I'm concerned about. Like the price of the event is also something I don't like really concern myself with. Um, usually try and get a room with people, like try and split a hotel room or Airbnb instead of like trying to solo a hotel room, unless you're boo and you have a billion dollars. Um, <laughs> um, try, I mean, usually you can get a hotel pretty close to the convention center, wherever the event is. Um, it's pretty common to do that. Um, sometimes they're like next to a hotel. So other than that, um, my advice for someone in my situation, so college students, um, not just budgeting events, but budget your season. So like think very hard about like which events you're going to go to. Cause like, I really want to go to Salt Lake cause I know a lot of these guys are going to Salt Lake and I'd love to see them and hang out with them. But at the same time, I don't know how financially viable that is because that includes a flight, a hotel, a flight back, food there, stuff like that. Um, whereas like Indianapolis, I'm just going to ask some friends from Ohio, like, hey, can I drive with you there? Hey, can I split a room with you there? Which is a lot cheaper than, you know, a $200 flight there and back. Let's say, you know, I mean, that's cheap. So. Yeah, to add on to that, from the adult perspective of full-time job, slash bills to pay i literally have in my budget of like expenses is pokemon stuff and it's a pretty good chunk because that includes new sets dropping and regionals and cups and all that stuff so i literally budget it into my like for fun money that i plan to spend as far as like all right you know what some months i go under some months I go a little over, but it tends to average out pretty effectively. So I like I, said, I literally budget for Pokemon. <laughs> I don't have a consistent enough income to do that. Yeah, I guess the, the main thing is don't spend what you can't afford. Like, if you can't do it, it sucks. Uh, you can try and find a way. Like Evie said, get a ride, find somebody who's going there. Uh, <clears throat> the last regional before was Collinsville, right? Did I get that right? Yes. Uh, that I was able to go to, and I knew a bunch of people from my city were driving down there. I'd still fly, but I knew a bunch of people were driving down there. So you can find a, a ride to someplace, uh, split rooms, and, you know, if you have to eat McDonald's or uh, get in a hotel with continental oh. breakfast or, you know, little things like that. Uh, it's it's not that hard. Bring food from home. You can easy stuff, beef jerky. I don't know, uh, but it's really not hard to live on a budget or work really hard and uh, have money to spend on frivolous yeah. things like Pokemon <laughs> tournaments. So. And then on top of that, <laughs> something that I've learned, um, I am very careful with the vendors. It is very easy to spend a lot of money at the vendors because oh, they yeah. have a lot of cool stuff. Um, so generally, what I do is, if I feel, like if I do kind of well and I want to like treat myself, I get like one thing, like twenty dollars max, let's something like that, right? But like NAIC, because it's like that's the cheapest event for me. But like, let's say your cheapest event would be Indianapolis for me. Like that's my next cheapest event. Um, 
that's where I'd get, like, if I want to splurge a little bit on, like, a couple things, do that. But, like, don't go buying a bunch of booster boxes because they have them, you know, if you're trying to budget. Or don't go trying to buy, like, 400 cards from the vendors right then and there. Um, it's just, like, it's not worth it. And then also, like, if you do well and you get, like, like let's say half a case of boxes, maybe consider selling them. Because booster boxes are all, like, above $100 right now. So like you could easily make like three hundred dollars off half a case of yeah, packs sure. if you if you win that. Like it is something you have to keep in mind. Is sometimes cracking your pricing isn't always the best idea. For some reason, Viv boxes are still one hundred and forty. I mean, I don't even want to talk about losing pricing because what was that? For what was the set with the full art Cosmic Eclipse? I wa I oh, won yeah. those in Portland and uh, San Diego. And I ran over to the vendors, got 60 bucks a pop, and those things were... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, so happy, no. too. I'm like, yo, my flight is paid for, my hotel's paid for, like, I'm at a wash on this trip between the prize money and this, or I, I earned money, which is really hype, right? I'm like, I earned money playing Pokemon. This is dope. If I just held on to those boxes, <laughs> they literally the would have gone five times up in value. <laughs> alt art adp <laughs> i mean there's no way of predicting that obviously and like in the moment it definitely felt good to like make some money on the trip but yeah it, it depends it on your financial situation of is the 60 dollars necessary well, I mean, for you or I, is sitting on the box maybe a decent idea <laughs> i know like natalie and mahone have like said this before like i know mahone like has sold his regional trophies when he started playing he needed to hustle to make money. Like once, I like I remember hearing like one of them sold a box just to get a ride home. That they that's, want. Like that's they, what I was gonna say. Maybe you need to sell your prizing to get home. To get home, like <laughs> it is something you have to consider. Because if you win five hundred dollars at a regional, that money doesn't drop for a while. Like you have to know that it takes a bit for Pokemon to get you that money. So just keep in mind that you might have that number on your credit card statement or something to get yourself home. And keep in mind your age because you might have to pay taxes on it. Yes, that is a fun. They send you the what is it, ten ninety nine or whatever the yeah. Enjoy like, oh, you or your parents, so enjoy that. And then, most importantly, fellow adults, if you do win prize money and have to file your taxes, the TurboTax free edition now suddenly costs money because the free edition yeah. doesn't cover <laughs> the yeah. forms that they send out. So that's a every, fun. Every state you win pricing in, <laughs> yeah. So. Surprise. Depending on how successful you are, you might need to hire an accountant as well. Because is your time worth it when you're tra trying to travel and get your world's invite? Do you See, I'm really lucky because my dad's in finance, so like he's been making me file taxes like myself for a while now. So I'm like already starting to learn to do that. But I know the pain. I've heard the pain before from some friends that are like, "I have to file taxes on my top eight money. What is this nonsense?" <laughs> I think that's why I'm your best dad. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy Beach asks, <laughs> what keeps you coming back to play the Pokemon TCG? Friendship. Competition. Yeah. I like Magikarp and other Pokemon themselves. Yeah. I'm a little bit too deep in it, like with how much I've spent on cards at this point. Um, For the sunk I cost the fallacy. Don't encourage that. Definitely the community and the friends. Like, I mean, like, these like, I'm really excited to go to regionals to like meet the team in person because I've met three of them now like during COVID. Um, I've met Mellow, I've met Doom, and I met Azul, and it's like it's just so cool to like actually like know people like as a team that have been playing together for almost two years now. Like that blows my mind. Like that in 
August of next year. It'll be two years. Um, so like that always will keep me coming back. I really enjoy the game. I think Pokemon is really fun. I've tried other trading card games, but I don't enjoy them to the same amount I do Pokemon. I like like how the game is formatted, and it's just like it's my childhood, and it's just like really fun to keep doing, um, keep myself busy. That's something that like I've always wanted to do is like stay busy with a hobby, and Pokemon just like a really good one. Yeah, being new to the game, I think coin flips is my favorite part <laughs> because it it's the ultimate equalizer. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> shout out to the old article about <laughs> the coin flips. Yeah, for me, I think one of the biggest reasons why I keep coming back is at this point, a lot of the community that I know in Seattle, I grew up in Arizona and I moved up here. It's been a while now. A lot of the community of people that I have in my life are from Pokemon. <laughs> so it's like, it's not, it's not the sunk cost fallacy. I'm not Eevee where I can't leave. But like, why would I want to when this is what everyone I like is already doing anyway? And I get to meet all these other new people. So yeah, that's like me. No. Smadget mm. <laughs> asks I never know how to say their name Has Unite changed much since the first DLC characters were announced Which god that was a while ago I burned out hard and I want to see if I should come back Even if you don't like ranked Grind it's just like really fun to play Like you know it's a 10 minute game Like all the time I'll come back from class And I'll be like let me just Let me play one game I'll play one game and it's it's enjoyable because um once like if you like really get into the game it's really enjoyable to know what you're doing um and then like like the competition of the game and like the the challenge of the game is really cool but it is definitely like Gengar's not nearly as broken the game is a little bit more understood um, characters are a little bit more refined stuff like that it just keeps growing as it goes on yeah overall it's pretty much still the same game. The difference is people know what's happening now. Yeah. Because I remember originally it was like, oh, Zapdos is broken. And I feel like, I mean, people still say that when they don't know what's happening. But people know what's happening now, so it's less of an issue. And yeah, you you, before, like, you'd get into a solo queue and and you'd lose Zapdos. It's like, we still win this game. It's like, no, just concede. It's like, now at least maybe three out of five people (laughs) understand it. And so you can still win games, even though Soul Queue is still, you know, a crapshoot overall uh, for the most part. But it's still fun. I mean, we're still playing it, all of us. So That's true. And I don't have time to play video games usually. Like, I'll play this TCG, but the fact I commit this much time to Unite, I think it's so much fun. I played, I was playing earlier trying to learn Pikachu because I've been so bad, right? trying to figure out something some way to contribute to the team and so i was playing standard and two of the five people uh quit in the middle of the game and i kept pushing concede and so, and one of the three people still playing said no so that was kind of frustrating so you go through some of that like you have to play the full 10 minutes when you know you've lost no matter what you can't win a three on five but challenge yeah, accepted but but like Evie said, it's a short game, so ten minute games are nice. Daesq asks, "What are your thoughts on Agron getting its own V and V Max?" I have a strong feeling this was towards me because I don't like Agron, and I don't I don't want it. Give a more fun Pokemon, uh, V and V Max like 
I don't know. Orbis. Give fish oh, fish bra V Max. There we go. Have I seen this card? I don't think I have. I think there was an idea because I was memeing on how much I hate Agron the other day. It's just like it looks like a little kid wanted to make a cool looking Pokemon and it just turned out to be a giant meme. <laughs> is it supposed to be like Why an is that so true? Is it like a metal armadillo or something? Yeah. And then it but it's a stage two. Yeah. I mean Aeron's really cool. I love Aeron. I remember getting it when I first played through whatever game it was in and being like, this thing's adorable. And then when it evolved up, I was I'm not into this thing anymore at all. Aggron's cool. It's like it's all right. I think Tyranitar did what it was trying to do better. Be like the big scary kai you know, kaiju kind of monster. Um it was like the original one. But Ty you know, Aggron's he's there, he's vibing. Yeah, we don't have to sugarcoat it. Pokemon's had some real winners and also had a ton of whiffs as far as Pokemon go. Shout so. out to the biggest winner, Buzzwool. Oh yeah. Buzzwool's such a good design. So good. They made a mosquito cool, bro. I hate mosquitoes, but Buzzwool's like top ten favorite Pokemon for me. Buzzwool. Oh, I'm not gonna say perfect. anything because I don't want to get canceled. Do you see those <laughs> biceps? It's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I let's don't have muscles. Mellow has it. Mellow has this. Mellow and I have the same like laying down Buzzwool plush. I have mine upstairs somewhere. Oh, my sitting cutie. Heck yeah, I love that yeah. thing. It's so adorable. It's so sick. wrong. I I didn't play during the Buzzwool era, but I did play Buzzwool Feramosa, and I love that card. Yeah. Oh, the alt art of that card is so good. Bro. Oh yeah. The and this is the perfect Buzzwool's literally just Gaston. And Gaston yeah, is the is. hero of Beauty and the Beast. You have to no love one... <laughs> Gaston if are you see it. Are we going to sing Gaston? Uh, I would, except do I not. don't know the words. No we'll, one do that. we'll do that like at a regional. We'll do uh, Gaston karaoke. Oh, can we? Bro, let's get a, a K-Box at the next Dude. regional. Just a Sandy whole Beach. bunch of us doing karaoke. My roommate in uh, law school was an entomology major, so I have kind of worked with bugs for three years that's so much fun bro i love bugs it's and very interesting we'd, we'd go out says, where are you we need a yeah. five stack so i get bugged all the time we'd go out <laughs> and catch bugs all the time insects technically but technically that's where pokemon came from that's true they oh they love uh the what is it the praying mantises mantids in japan they like breed them to fight each other <laughs> Well, that's like where Pokemon came from. Is yeah. the, the the creator of Pokemon or Beetles as well? Yeah. Like that's that's that was point. what he loved. That's a good kid. point. I take it back. Busmosa is all right. That's a Pheromosa is right. Yes. Yeah. yeah see, bro, there's your Busmosa. We're yeah. perfect. I like the simp. <laughs> <Pheromosa simp. laughs> all right. Next question. Or are we done? Last question. <laughs> Senior right. Doom asks. Would a new energy acceleration card similar to Welder or Melanie help to balance decks? No. No. I think we're good. I think we're actually really good, and people forget that Bead exists. No, no we remember Bead exists. Do you? Turbo Patch. What do you mean, Bead? Turbo and, Patch. Yeah, and Turbo Patch. Yeah. No. Um, the issue with like energy excel that's type specific is it just only benefits that type usually like obviously there's like the welder helped Mewtwo but Mewtwo welder was a fire deck okay like it played Reshazard it played enough fire attackers like it played that Turtonator at one point so like 
yes, it will benefit a deck, but like our fighting deck right now, like like look at our fighting and dark deck single strike, it has its own energy acceleration. You don't gain much by giving it another card that like doesn't draw it multiple like a bunch of cards. You know, like I'd much rather just research and set up my board than drawing three. Like you got to consider like Melanie is playing a how so like the effect of the atta- of the uh, the supporter besides the draw three has to be really good, which Welder and Melanie are. But like I can't think of a type that like would see a lot more play if we had like a uh, Welder two Grass Energy, right? Like. That might be broken, but who knows, you know? No, we already have Rillaboom. Why would you need Welder? Exactly. Everything's got something. That's what I'm thinking of, right? Like, everything does? It's just like, which ones are better? Like, Rillaboom is... I, I love Rillaboom. I love Delmai's still... Rillaboom. Uh, it's, it's still uh, there. It's not good. But yeah, no, the, I don't think... You got the stadium? The, bro, the turf field? Okay, you peony for the... It's you gold. play a turf field, peony for rare candy, evolution incense... Evolution Incense, Candy Rillaboom, Turfield for Beedrill, Elusive Master, draw three cards. GG's. There you go. I love it so much. Simple as that. Just exploded. That was the most 10,000 IQ concept I've ever heard you say. Bro, I play that on stream all the time last format. Yeah, what, what needs? That, that's where the B-Oni meme came from, was my chat where I played the Beedrill Peony engine. I would do Shout the out to Slap for that, do, the ultimate content ship. I would do lan- <laughs> lantern for mustard. I don't know how to get rid of your hand though. <laughs> you just don't have it. <laughs> don't make me think about this because I will. I've got to work tomorrow. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So I don't think it balances anything necessarily because it just makes something good. And if the energy acceleration is so good, it just makes another deck better than other decks. So I don't think it balances anything. It's just like. Here's another good deck that is better than some of these bad decks, and then those decks become worse, and that deck becomes better. I can't think of a time in recent time that like we haven't had good energy acceleration because like until DCE rotated, so much basically got energy acceleration for playing for playing DCE. Shout out to the episode with Alex and Wames. Go back and watch it because they go into a very long tear about why DCE is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, very worth the listen. But because DCE was so good for so long, like. Then we got like welder, but like even during the welder era, a lot of decks had like decent energy acceleration. So like I'm trying to think of like a time frame where like there was not enough energy acceleration and what it looks like. But generally speaking, a lot of engines have consistent energy acceleration because that's like such a key part of the game. Is like a good deck will either be energy efficient or have energy acceleration in some form. Yeah, people complain about uh, Rushy Rom and Zekrom. It's like you had ends resolve the whole time. What are you complaining about? Bro, shout, welder shout out to Blaine, who I don't know if he's listening. <laughs> but you know, listen to some episodes. Finals of a League Cup. I've told this story. It always gets me. Finals of a League Cup. He's playing ADP Keldeo. He goes first game one. Ends resolve. Zero no. energies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Turn two. Ends resolve. Zero energies. He scoops. Oh, my God. Game what two. What did stack? Ends resolve, zero energies, and he just scoops the whole cup. <laughs> it was Did so Zach good. Play hat ladies and hit zero energy off of hat ladies once. Oh, he I might have. He definitely I mean, he's played, played it. He's played it enough. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nikhil, where can the I people remember. find you if they want more of you? 
Uh, Twitter, NK0HLI, coming in 2022. Twitch.tv slash for our new daily um, Pokemon uh, talk show. Uh, it won't be as long or as um, informative as the Lake of Rage, so keep listening to it. Mello has done a great job. It's almost eight months. In ten days, we will have been this podcast for eight months, which blows my mind. Um, so obviously keep listening to this, but Boo and I will be trying to do a daily uh, talk show discussing Pokemon and the likes. Grant, where can the people find you? At RealBooCK on Twitter. It's all one word. Um, and like Nikhil said, we got a new project coming out. We're looking for a potential uh, third chair producer type. So if you've got any interest in joining, this will be roughly an hour ish every day in the morning just talking about the new like 30 it doesn't matter bro an hour a time day? Hour. Yeah, <laughs> 30 an hour. 30 to an hour yeah just a, a rough um news debriefing on what's going on there's been so much drama obviously every day we will be the first ones to hit the shuffle discussion we'll be talking about you know any topic that pops up and it'll be uh unfiltered ish we'll you'll get the full opinion uh coming from me um uh, will basically be putting together the agenda and uh <laughs> this opinion and we'll see what my take on it is as i've been right three times on this podcast before as far as calling out the ptcgl delay um bryson and Bilba man is that right bryson man and Bilba, or sabrina like and bryson and man whatever they are and uh another one either way we've been right here a lot um and just like Nikhil said uh, earlier, there's other things that come from this podcast, but this is the podcast. There'll be a daily show. We'll have callers, and it'll be a really good time. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, make sure <laughs> to find me, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Remember to rate and review the show if you're in iTunes. Send it to a friend if you're anywhere, I guess. And if you made it this far, thank you. You rock. This has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. Catch you all next week.